going live. We're coming live from the wet dungeon. Fuck it, let's do it live. From Boston. <laughs> it's the fucking wettest gym. It's the wettest podcast around. Episode 53. Big Babble here, a.k.a. Alex. The one and only wettest man in powerlifting. It's the big Joe Capolino. What up? We finally got our nitrous to do our giveaway for Quest Nutrition and Athletics. That's right. This is some good shit, actually. It's got everything you really need, you know, citrulline, BCAAs, creatine, beta-alanine, betaine, some extra, you know, aminos. What'd you say? There's 100 100 milligrams of caffeine a scoop? Yeah, so it's like, you know, 100 milligrams like a little bit more than a coffee and 200 is like a monster or a bang. And if you really yeah, want You wanna, could take one of three scoops. You could take three this. scoops, you know. Uh, it's got the glycer pump, the coconut water, some extra vitamins. What do you shit. think about the coconut water powder? Because I like it. I love the taste of this stuff. And I like it. It's sister product, BCAA Extreme. I like it. I haven't done any, you know research into it but i mean it's it's is it basically like it's like dried up coconut water yeah like, i guess it's like you hydrate it and it becomes coconut water i mean i haven't talked to sherman about the science of it but sherman sherman doesn't mess around and he yeah. he always loved um coconut water and coconut water for hydration and coconut milk for for uh bloating yeah <laughs> so he's all about the coconut since i've known him for well, you know 12 years but you sweat more than like most powerlifters I know, so you kind of you need that hydration. To yeah, I like it. I've been um, taking one scoop of nitrous since my workouts aren't that serious. Yeah. So if that's pretty good, and then I pound the uh, BCA Extreme like intro workout or right when I'm done, which um, I've been feeling pretty good, and and I I lose so much water in a workout, but I've been feeling good about it lately so i've been enjoying it flavors are great so we're gonna give away two um two nitrous two nitrous one bcaa extreme yeah we're gonna give those away just get the product out there so we realize though like we're not clout chasers like we don't have a spicy pl pod instagram which a lot of you have been saying we're too damn lazy yeah a lot of you've been saying we we should try harder and Quest doesn't really do a lot of advertising on um, on Instagram either yeah. or at all. Well, I mean, Quest, I mean, it's a business. They probably should, you know. It we're, is, we're but I mean, like, yeah. Sherman Sherman rather advertise like this. He used to take out full-page ads in Powerlifting USA. Grassroots. Um, do stuff like this. He's just not into the, the stuff that everybody else is doing. He doesn't want to be a little IG ho. No, so, you know, the contest is... Funniest comment on our YouTube for episode 53. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and, and we'll pick three people. So, uh, you know, we'll hit you up <laughs> and get your addresses. But um, I know a lot of you listen on Spotify, but head over to YouTube. Our YouTube doesn't get nearly as many views as we get streams on the uh, the podcast, which I understand. But check out the YouTube. We take this video for you guys. Mm-hmm. Alex edits, edits it every week. And uh, leave us a comment. Most likely the comments making fun of one or both of us. Yeah. We'll take it home. Yeah, we got orange rush <laughs> flavor. <laughs> and and the the BCA is just orange. <laughs> and yeah. then the other nitrous is 
Strawberry, dude. <laughs> so I've been drinking <laughs> the BCAAs that are strawberry, and they're pretty good. I actually haven't tried the orange yet, but you guys let us know how it is. Yeah. So we we had to we had to do the promo. I mean, we just want to give you guys shit. We, we figured it would be cool. We just want to see some funny comments and really just get the word out. Yeah. And real quick, real quick. Um, yeah. Obviously, Quest is our title sponsor, but um, Titan Support Systems entered the chat. Oh yeah, they're gonna send us uh, their new knee sleeve design when that comes out in a month or two. Um, so those are in development, but almost ready to drop. And they're also gonna be sending me their uh, new automatic adjustable lever belt. Yeah, to review on the podcast. So um, I will give it my true review, and we will give the knee sleeves our true review. So there's no sponsorship of any kind, but. You know, we always speak fondly of Titan and uh, give them props because they're just the best in the sport, uh, best people in the sport and have the best gear. Um, we've talked about their competitors a lot because, you know, just interesting things have happened. And it's our podcast. And we do what we want. But um, we are going to be reviewing some Titan products. Yeah. I mean, if any other company wants to give us some shit. <laughs> yeah, we'll review, <laughs> we'll review, we'll review everything. Unbiased, you know, go. like, I mean, we we it's a small world, right? In, in the equipped powerlifting game. So we know that folks at Titan are awesome folks, the nicest folks. Yeah. But, they've hooked me up with gear you know, every year. Be honest, the world, so. You know, you said it's an automatic belt. Is that like the fucking back to the future Nikes? Is it just, no, like it's just, you know, their lever belts. Now you have to, uh, if you want to adjust it, you have to unscrew the lever and then yeah. move it. These, uh, these new ones, you don't, you can just yeah. take the lever out, so adjust it, to wherever you want, put it back in. Yeah. There's like the SBD type, the holes and then there's another one that's like a pioneer belt where they have like a metal like track on the other side that's got notches and yeah. like kind of a sounds like I, it sounds like it's more it, closer to it, that maybe. yeah i'm not sure i know it it looks like the sbd like lever whatever you want to call it um is like a double prong kind of mechanism the 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 pictures i've seen of the titan mechanism which they're saying um you know was invented by somebody that works with them and is proprietary is a it's a single prong so it's a little thinner a little less bulky which i think is good the spd belts seem kind of like they're kind of yeah, clunky that buckle on the spd belt like i have i have two spd belts and i actually love them but the one thing is that buckle it fucking sticks out and when i'm when i squat so deep because i got that asian depth the fucking buckle and hits me like thighs. yeah it like either hits me in the thigh or it hits me like in the fucking lower rib, you know. Yeah. So if it's a if it's more compact, that's actually a, probably good. I mean, we'll see it. We'll see it. We'll check it out. We'll see it, man. So I talked to them the other day. Shit should be coming. That's, the belt will come first, and the sleeves later. That's exciting. I'm so, excited for the sleeves. Are they giving me some sleeves? They're too? giving you sleeves. Damn. I didn't right. negotiate the belt for you. That's all right. I figured you didn't need a third adjustable. I'll just, lever. I'll just keep <laughs> talking about my two SBD belts until they send me. Get one. the fuck out of here. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Did you see that meme today? There was an SBD butt plug coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's another gear another gear talk. Um, so the, these new knee sleeves that they're coming out with, I mean, I haven't seen anything, heard anything, but, like, I know they have the yellow jackets, which are just as good as any knee sleeve out there. Yeah, yellow jackets are great. Luis swears by those. But, um, you know, with Inzerk dropping heat and making waves, I guess um, – 
Like, do we know? Like, I are don't these going to be like souped up knee sleeves, or are they just going to be? I like, know they're supposed to be next level competition level versus even a yellow jacket. I don't know any details about them, so it's going to be better than yellow jackets. Yeah, when it gets closer, we'll. It's going to make yellow jackets into your training sleeve. Let's put it that way, because at this point, mm. if you're doing raw meets, like the ends are. The Enzer sleeves are your comp sleeves. I've seen, you know, I can't, we can't take credit for this anymore, but the Enzer sleeves have, have gone all the way to every USPA yeah. lifters, USAPL lifters, everybody's buying them. Yeah, I don't know. Unless I mean, they're sponsored. I don't, I still SPA. haven't lifted in them and I see some people with them, some people without them, you know, like I know Sh- like Sean said he didn't really, didn't really it fit didn't his fit his quads. We've talked about this, I think already. Yeah. Well, but, um, I don't, uh, everybody messaged me like, hey, how can I size these things? I'm like, yo, I don't have them. I don't fucking yeah. squat. We don't, <laughs> so we don't I, I wasn't going to order them before nationals because I was like, why do I need these? I'm about to do equip meet. And then, like, I hurt myself at nationals, and I haven't been squatting. So, like, I haven't invested any money in any yeah. stuff. And I also talked to the people at Titan, and I, I'd rather test their knee sleeves yeah. than buy the injured knee sleeves. Yeah. Well, speaking know. of knee sleeves, like, I have – a couple sets of SPDs. I have the set that Sherman sent us, which yeah. are like some Quest Nutrition. Like, is that like a prototype? Are those available? I believe they're a prototype. Yeah. yeah. They have some crazy knee sleeves. And then I have uh, the Mark Bell slingshot ones after we talked to Nick Wright. I got, I got like you the, got a lot of sleeves. the gangsta sleeves. I'm like, well, I'm going to pay fucking $150, $180, whatever it is for these Inzer sleeves when I barely even compete. Like, eh. Yeah. It's yeah. All right. You guys enjoy them. If I did a raw meet 100%, I'd, by the Inzer sleeves, barring what the Titan sleeves are going to be like. So that's yeah. why we're reviewing the Titan sleeves. So let's. I'm excited about those. Let's. This wasn't even a planned segment on the pod, but we want to announce a little bit of a partnership with Titan. Um, Planning. Which is awesome. This is a fucking pod. We just go. Dude. Yeah, we just, we just go. go. All right. So what was our first our first thing we we're going to talk about? Laurel Hubbard. We're yeah, going to talk about the Olympics in general. Yeah, let's just get this out of the way. Yeah, you know, we've talked Laurel about Hubbard, this for hours. She tempted the gods. <laughs> yeah, she tempted the gods. We talk about. The lifting strength sport gods justice all they were, the time. They were just they 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 they, <laughs> they delivered her down. <laughs> they delivered justice. So you know it's funny because they do that like lineup of I the athletes before they start, and like she just looked like bigger than everybody else, even though like you know some pretty big, um, pretty big athletes in that division including like Sarah Robles who ended up in second, but she just, it just looked off to me. And then she opened 120 kilos. She was in metal contention for sure. She missed it and then went up five keys because weightlifting is fucking crazy. Like you have to follow yourself and shit. Mm -hmm. Um, It's the rising bar. And uh, she just missed 125 twice. So, I mean, she didn't retake her opener, which is probably a mistake. And also she just tempted the gods a little too much. She tempted the gods. She missed her opener like pretty bad. Second attempt, she like locked it out, got two reds, and then third attempt, just dumped it, and dumped it behind oh, her. See you later. You know she's a. Well, one thing I did realize is she's grown some juicy tits, dude. <laughs> yeah, basically, it's like it was like you when you had a man bun, but with <laughs> yeah. nicer tits. Everyone, yeah, I fucking hate this shit. Christ every damn. like, every like, uh, bigger like female strength athlete with a tight ponytail and dark hair someone is like oh you look like them i'm like dude fuck yeah dude i mean like you had that baby face and the ponytail so like that's why i keep this even though i can't grow a beard because my test is low or something 
You got something. I keep this scruff because I don't want my big red cheeks just popping out. (laughs) Anyway, so I've decided decided what bothers me most about Laura Hubbard. And I was telling you about this. Like, what bothers me is that nothing she does in her in her presentation of herself is is feminine at all and like i understand that might be stereotypical but let's be honest that's sexist if you're if you're transitioning because you feel like you're a female that was born in a man's body and i'm okay with that in general you can be a non-feminine female you in a male body you can so does that sound kind of crazy to you no it doesn't like i get what you're saying but i think this specifically it just seems like the only reason she may have transitioned might be the Olympics because she didn't wear a sports bra. So, like, I was like, wow, her tits are juicing. Oh like, God. she doesn't shave her armpits, which I'm completely okay with. Yeah. Females not, not shaving wanna... their legs or their armpits. I don't care, you know. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. I, I would have expected that, you know. I'm just, you know, like, I'm, like Sarah Robles, like, not that she has to. Sarah Robles is a fucking champion, world champion. Uh, two-time Olympic medalist, but she like wore makeup and you know presented herself in a way that she wanted to look her best, so she can do her best. You know, like, and I'm I'm not even saying that's a feminine thing. There are a lot of powerlifters who get a haircut the day before they lift. There are a lot of lifters who mm-hmm. do that. Yeah. Um. There's people that want to look their best when they yeah. perform. Some some and girls wear more makeup than others. Some girls don't wear makeup, you know. But yeah, I know what you're saying. Like you the, you want to present well. The like, lifter from the UK who got second, who was super strong. She had like space buns, but they were like dyed blue and red for the flag, and she had makeup. And I'm I'm not. It's not about the makeup. What what bothers me about Laura Hubbard is I think she transitioned for sport only and I think that's the slippery slope here and I think that's what bothers people like like uh you know when Janae Marie Croc you know decides you know because she's transsexual right yeah yeah. she'll wear a dress you know because she wants to feel feminine when Kris Jenner transitioned it was you know there was implants there were dresses makeup hair it's like what is what are you transitioning for? Does she have a male partner? Yeah. Like I don't even know. Like such a weird topic to talk about. I mean, and I know I'm we talk step about in shit. At I know. Some point. No, I know. I know. That's why it's like so tough. But like honestly, like we talk about, it, we've talked about it on so many episodes. And like, let's just be real here. Like to do what she is doing, competing in the Olympics. Like, there's something I think like wrong with her, like mentally. Mm-hmm. And, like, maybe that's aside from her. Like, I'm not saying being trans is, a, like, a mental, uh, like, dis- like condition or whatever. Like, trans, uh, what is it? Gender dysphoria. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying that that is what's wrong. I'm saying, like, to think that it's fair. Yeah. Like, there's, like, something. Like, there's she's, something missing. She's, there. like, a smooth. She's, like, a smooth trans. Smooth trans. She's smooth she's trans. smooth trans, yeah. Like, there's some trans that are, like. <laughs> You know, they're just they're just trans. Like that's that's who they are, and they're just like cool. They're like common sense. You know. Like, yeah, I mean, and I've been like I've been around it personally. Like one of my bosses and one of the smartest engineers I ever worked with was a trans woman, and like, she, you know, as a man, he, she was a well-respected engineer in New England throughout the industry, and then she took 
some time off and came back as a woman with new name, yeah. new look. But even then, like that, that was done very late in life. There were reasons she did it. I think it made her feel more comfortable in her own skin. Mm-hmm. And so like, not that she was like a, you know, cause she was in her sixties. <laughs> it's like, yeah. but she would wear female clothing yeah. and like, just act like present herself as a female. I mean, and I worked very closely with her for a while mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. you know, like that. So like I've seen why I like, I try to understand the psyche of why people transition. And also at that job, there was another trans woman like down the hall, which was, you know, at an 80 person office, I feel like that's at a high rate uh, of just population, but which was fine. And that trans woman was actually wearing dresses and high heels and shit and would fall in the office. Cause it's like you know, wearing high heels is it, was kind of a new thing for her. Was she cute? She nominated at me as the company prom king one year, and I, I, you know, not to be weird about it, but I kind of was kind of worried. Yeah, because she would come out like drinking with us at events and stuff. But I'm saying like high heels, dress, whatever, and that's like everybody's choice. But there, you know, you see why these people want to do it. They feel better. Yeah, when they're done with it. Well, yeah, no, I don't I, get why. Laura, yeah. I think Laura Hubbard just did it just it for like, just for a workaround on yeah, sports. A stuff. workaround and like there's like some mental like thing yeah. going on. But she, we could, yeah, fuck her. Fuck her. It's over. <laughs> well, I do want to say I think it's good news. I think after uh, I guess people were sitting there watching this and like really like the day after the IOC came out with a uh, announcement that they're going to review the. Um, <laughs> They're yeah. going to review the requirements. And like one of the doctors who is working on this is yeah. actually a trans, a, a, a man to woman runner. And is actually saying like, we need to lower the testosterone standard, like make it more strict and things like yeah. that. So I think some common sense solution might be ahead. And this yeah. year, I think people were worried this year was just going to open the floodgates and it was going to be bad for women's sports. But if, if people are looking to IOC and WADA as, as the leaders globally, however corrupt they might be, they might, you know, they, they just kind of by default set the standards, like them making it really, really hard for these athletes to compete will be a good thing. Yeah. I think, I think basically the sentiment is that they need more data, right? So like the studies they have right now, maybe they're not on like sports specific trans people or, you know, like transition people, they need more data for like specific sports. They need to re look at, you know, what the level for testosterone for what period of time prior to competing needs to be. And so like, I think there's more of a public eye, there's more scrutiny and like just being on the right side of science, it sounds like they're trying to do, which again, like if they come out with the science that show there's some way to make it fair and, you know, make it, yeah, just make it fair. Like I'm on board with it, but at this point, like, you know, it, it, it just doesn't make sense, you know? Yeah. Like Charles Poliquin would say, like it takes thirty years for, for science to sometimes up. to catch up to shit that we know already, like with bodybuilding techniques and things like that. That things that things that we've been doing in bodybuilding from the seventies, it took you know twenty years for them to get a legit study to prove that it yeah. is true. So that could like, be true. So I mean, hopefully, like what we think it's kind of common sense, but if it's proven wrong by science, we'd be willing to you know. Eat that, our hats. Yeah, eat our hats on it. But until that point, like, <laughs> I think it's pretty obvious. Yeah. Uh, let's let's well, move let's on. Keep, yeah, keep talking about the Olympics, though. Olympic weightlifting is pretty sick. Like, so I watched a lot of the sessions, and we're not going to, like, go over each session. But a um, few things stuck out to me. Like, if there's 10 lifters in the A session, 
at least two bomb out of every mm-hmm. session. It's like, I thought equipped powerlifters were fucking smooth, but Olympic weightlifters at the Olympics, maybe it's because it's at the Olympics and it's like one shot. Yeah. They fucking go after it. And if you miss your opener, it, you're even yeah. more fucked than in powerlifting. The ascending bar really fucks you. <laughs> because like you miss your opener and you're, you most likely are following yourself. Yeah. Or, or you can go up. Or you can go up. To save yourself time and jump another lifter so you have a few minutes, but it's a fucking shit show. I was watching like the 96 kilo men's and there were so many changes going on at, for like opening attempts. People just like fucking around because you get two changes like every attempt, yeah. um, which is a lot. Uh, like no one lifted for like four minutes. The coaches just kept like fucking dick punching each other with like a one kilo change and like they literally just couldn't get the bar loaded that's one time i saw like time get bought but otherwise lifters were following themselves all the time to um stay in the meat and shit you know so like it's pretty bad um but a lot of bomb outs i didn't expect that but i i I could see it on snatch but then people were coming out with some heavy ass clean and jerk openers and just getting fucking killed smooth yeah yeah so that I noticed, which I just is interesting. The bomb out rate is fucking high. It's like 20%. Yeah. Just cause you have this fancy movement. That's too hard for us. You know, smooth power lifting folks does not mean you oh. ain't smooth. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, just cause you practice this <laughs> yeah. physical movement since you were a child and nailed it Broomstick down. And, na- and now like you think you're superior cause you can do this like f- athletic movement. <sighs> Don't mean your brain ain't smooth. Well, and your egg, your ego ain't huge. I ain't never seen more, like you know, grabbing of the knee, grabbing yeah. of the hip, grabbing of the elbow when shit goes bad. Yeah, just the wincing, you know, <laughs> for no apparent reason when you bomb, just wincing. A lot of that shit. Yeah, you know, a lot acting, of that stuff going on. The yeah. Acting jobs. So that was pretty funny to me. I thought weightlifters were tougher, but and, and kind of smarter. But I think it we're all the same. Yeah, we're all smooth. It's just like a chance. Like it's just a, it's just random. Like, did you start yeah. weightlifting when you were a child, or did you get introduced to powerlifting when you were a teenager or yeah. in your twenties? Or did you work out in a grimy gym with some or, old Italian juiced up guys and think bodybuilding's cool? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that happens too. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's just chance, man. So these chance. people ain't any better than the rest of us. I'll tell you yeah, that. Yeah, that's true. But uh. Did see some cool shit go on. Like the Chinese team was there. Mm-hmm. Lu Zhaojun set a bunch of Olympic records and won. He's like thirty three, which is like ancient in uh, weightlifting. But like, um, like no Russians were there. Kazakhstan wasn't there. North Korea wasn't there. They they had to get rid of some of the real dirty motherfuckers. So a yeah. lot of surprising winners. A lot of new winners. Cool stuff going on. But one guy who who won the last Olympics and won again was uh, Lasha. Uh everybody really likes that guy. I like watching him. He snatched two twenty three, which is yeah. you know five oh two. World record, yeah, which broke Hussein Razazi's world record. Which when he did two sixty four in like two thousand four, it was like yo, no one's ever gonna break this fucking record. But Lasha did two sixty five. And did 488. So a lot it of people. It was pretty easy. Too. Yeah, it was all easy <laughs> shit. <laughs> he's just such a smooth lifter, and he's like six four, six five. He's big. And uh, everybody's saying, like, one day he's going to do 500 kilos. We'll see. 12 kilos is still a lot to add when you're already the best super yeah. ever. If you could be any strength athlete, would you be him? Right I now? think so, yeah. 
I think so. Two Olympic golds, a lot of world championships and world records, and people just think he's the greatest all the time. My only problem with him is when he was like a junior lifter, he popped. Mm-hmm. He popped, he served his suspension, and he came back, and he got way, way stronger. And obviously he got older, and you know, you train, and maybe he is clean now, but I can't fully, like, fully get on board with saying this guy is like the best lifter i've ever seen because i always am going to give the nod to somebody who's lifetime natty and has has maxed out their natural strength and put it put it in the public eye you know mm-hmm. fair points fair points no, so, but i thought they're like i thought they're wada tested dude <sighs> yeah wada unfortunately doesn't keep the platform clean i think even if you watch every session you could of olympic weightlifting you could pick a couple yeah you can pick a couple out the North Korean team is pretty yacked. Yeah, well, they 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 weren't there. They were popped. They were popped. They were popped. Russia was popped. Like Russia, ROC was allowed to compete in a lot of events, but yeah. there was no ROC in yeah. Thing. A lot of folks missing this year. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, Kazakhstan too. Like those guys were really bad. Ilya Lin and his like training partners. Oh, those, he's those, been, those guys are all. He's gone. been gone for a yeah, while. gone, gone. He got weak all of a sudden, real weak all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and uh, Fernand, Ferdinand Reese or Fernando oh, Reese. Oh, yeah. The it's hybrid like, Yeah, the once hybrid he started guy. training at hybrid, you knew he was fucked. Dude, that guy, did he ever pop before? I don't know, but he popped right before the game. So, I, I mean, mean I people I are saying t- that, oh, OMT <laughs> is working. They I, got him. I could have told you that guy didn't pass the sniff test like two years ago. I just assumed he was gassed. Like, I, I think didn't he, know he was he natural, and he was, like, not very good, and he was, like, getting older, and then at one point he was just like, fuck it. Yeah. You know, fuck what it. Do you, what do you get popped for, GH or something? I yeah, mean, growth hormone indicators or whatever the fuck they call them when they send. Yeah. So. Hanging down there in Miami, you know. Yeah, once you start training at hybrid, dude. Be careful who you associate <laughs> with, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that that's kind of our wrap on the Olympics. I think it was pretty cool to watch. Weightlifting. Um, well, I mean, we got to shout out the, the Chinese female super heavyweight. What's her name? Li, Li, oh, Li Wen Wen? Li Wen Wen. Yeah. Just, she just, like, followed herself. For all three for snatches. All, th- all and three attempts. Yeah. Complete dominance. <laughs> six for six world record. Big dick on the platform. She was going to obliterate Laurel Hubbard regardless, but you yeah. know, Sarah Robles got third, and uh, some girl from UK got second. Got second. There was also um, Kate Nyes. She medaled at yeah. 76. Silver? Yeah, silver for yeah. Uh, the U.S., which was pretty cool. Yeah. And and shout out to Harrison Morris. I mean, I, I know no weightlifters listen to this podcast, but that kid is impressive. 21 years old, fourth place at the Olympics, and mm-hmm. he missed a jerk to pull into third. I mean, yeah. That was pretty fucking cool, man. I think uh, with Piros Dimas coaching the American team now, they're on the rise. And and I do believe that they're doing it the right way. I don't see anybody who catches my eye Mm -hmm. that uh, shouldn't be on the platform. So, I mean, they're fighting the uphill battle like we are in uh, American powerlifting. But uh, good always prevails. Mm -hmm. It's it's up to the gods. America. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. One other thing, speaking of world records. Oh, yeah. One other thing that you fucking, you got really got, you love this. So I'll, oh, I yeah. can let you recap what happened, but Iron BB. Iron BB. <laughs> yeah, dude. Strong man at uh, Giants Live. He, um, he's been making waves with his axle press 
215 kilos took Eddie Hall's record. 217. 217? Oh, Eddie Hall's was 215. 216. And, and yeah, yeah. They chip each other. 217. His name is Cheek Sanao. He's from Burkina Faso. Am I saying that right? Burkina Faso. Bur- Burkina Faso? Burkina Faso. I don't know. Yeah, that sounds right. We don't know how to pronounce nothing. Well, he's he's been the lo- world log lift champion two times before, and everybody hit. There's a lot of training videos of him like doing crazy overhead press stuff, like in yeah at home outside training in the rain and press, shit. Pressing women, pressing women like a hundred times in a minute. It was it was a fucking short ROM world record. It was pretty funny if you can see that. Yeah, oh, you watch the meme experience. Look video. that up on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, he's do just, Iron Bibby meme experience. He's just giving uh, some like hundred pound chick like a traumatic brain injury, rattling her <laughs> above his head. Anyway, <laughs> tell us about. What well, transpired so, at the competition? So, I mean, we were super stoked seeing it, you know, oh, man, this guy actually did a strongman record in competition, you know, like Eddie Hall's deadlift. Like, it's got to be in competition. You have to have other people. Yeah, no shit You have like to Thor. have other events. You know, it's not in someone's basement. Other competitors. Gym, all this shit. So, we were like, oh, that's sick. We just saw, like, whatever, the highlights. Then we watched the YouTube, because we didn't watch the whole, like, competition, but we watched the YouTube, and... um he must have had like some opening attempt and then he went for the record twice and like i think you, you get like a certain you time you get a minute yeah you get like a minute so and like you can try it as many times as you want in that yeah. minute so it must have been his third round yeah so he misses it twice it just looked like he couldn't really get his positioning right to he press cleaned it. it yeah yeah he like rolled it up his belly and just like continental yeah couldn't couldn't do it and so it's like, oh, yeah, too bad. Like, the event's over. He's the heavy, obviously the heaviest lift, and they're, like, interviewing him. <laughs> yeah, they're like, you must be so disappointed, Iron Bibby. And, like, he's just like, I need one more, one more try. I want he, one more go. He doesn't answer the, the question. He yeah. just goes, I'd like to give it another go. Yeah, one more go. And, like, that strongman announcer, I don't know. Yeah, he's I forget got, like, his that name. deep the British, voice. The Brit- yeah. yeah, the British guy. He's like, oh, I'm not a judge. I don't know. And, like, Bill Kazmaier's like, oh, Iron Bibby. You're in the greatest shape you've ever been in your life. I've never seen someone come back at that axle and clean it twice. You're in great shape. Your training must have been amazing. <laughs> and he's just like saying, he's just like sweating Iron Bibby so much, right? And it's like, it's kind of hilarious. And they're just like the crowd, they had a packed house in this like auditorium in London. It looked fucking crazy. Yeah. And so like the announcer's like, well, what does the crowd think? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, the crowd's gonna be like, want to see. There's like hecklers, yeah. like drunk Englishmen, like load the bar, put the weight back on the bar, <laughs> let him lift again. And so they're like, put themselves in a fucked position where we have no idea if this counted towards you. Like, obviously, he won the event already with whatever his second lift was, but like, we have no idea if this. Yeah, he already won. So like, they let. At the end of the day, they're like. If you guys want to see it, we'll do it. And obviously the crowd goes fucking crazy. So Iron Baby like belts back up. Yeah. And like, you know, long story short, he goes up to it and fucking obliterates it. Yeah. It's one of those moments though, you've seen it a million times where there's like a hype lifter and the crowd's <laughs> yeah. going crazy. It's like a third attempt. And you deadlift. know it's 90%. You know it ain't going to happen. 
but he actually got it. He got it. Sick. You know, there's all those like, you know, like that stupid meet that like Julius Maddox and Thomas Davis benched at and they like streamed it on ESPN three and it was like hometown hero and like the crowd going crazy and he got fucking obliterated and then Julius Maddox missed eight hundred. It's like there's more disappointing crowd killing moments in yeah. strength sports than not. Right. Yeah. You've just seen it a million times. People going for that last deadlift to try to podium or win and you know it's too much. Yeah. Shit like that. So he actually walks up to it and fucking smokes it. Yeah. And they're like new world record. And so me and Alex are like, should that count as a world record? It's yeah. like if you gave someone fly. like an, a, an extra attempt at a powerlifting meet, like yeah. for fun, does yeah. it still count as a record? Like, like, if, like if, if like Julian Johansson missed the deadlift record, but then he's like, I, I want one more chance. <laughs> <laughs> and then he pulled it and everybody, the crowd yeah, goes wild. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's cool. But like IPF would never count that. Yeah. Or like I you know, IWF would never let something like that happen. So like yeah. I just think the strongman world records, like they're just they're just whatever. Strong I, well, strong I don't think man, they care about the standards. Strongman wants to make the crowd stoked. Yeah. It's like it's like a combo between like weightlifting and a circuit like a circus. It's like um crossfit and a circus and powerlifting like they just want a spectacle yeah yeah like if they wanted to be some like rigid like ipf like competition they could do it and like make it sterile you know but they just but then the records wouldn't be broken yeah, as often it yeah would stink. so they like have these different implements they have like fuck every time they deadlift something heavy there's like something else strapped to it it's like a knack box or fucking penny silver dollars or whatever it's just they just want to Make everyone stoked. Yeah. So. No one was more stoked than Bill Kassmeyer. I've never seen someone sweat someone so hard. I'm glad. Other when Pete Spence sweats Jonathan Keiko, but it was kind of similar to that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that they let him do it, but it's like, yeah, yo, that ain't the way they count their world record. Like, there shouldn't be strongman world records. Yeah, there shouldn't just, be. Just, just be a be competition. Like, you fucking go for it. Like every time, it's fucking different. Like it's a different. It's a always different circumstances. Yeah, how can they guarantee the implements are the same? They can't. It's always different circumstances. Like no matter what, so it's just kind of weird. Like if someone lifts the Atlas Stone World Record, which all of a sudden people are doing five hundred fifty, six hundred pound stones, which is fucking ridiculous. But like, what's the diameter of the stone? What's the circumference of the stone? You don't fucking know. It's different from competition to competition. Like, yeah. How thick is the log? Like, how yeah. thick is the axle? How long is the axle? Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. There's deadlift implements and shit. Like, what is the strongman deadlift world record? Well, they count the one on the deadlift bar, but there's all the other ones, too. Yeah. I mean, basically, just, like, you shouldn't even count the records. It's, like... It's Iron like, Baby's so cool, though. Yeah. Yeah. I was, like, thinking about this like why are all these Londoners like cheering for Iron Bibby to break Eddie Hall's record I was like that's fucking you know it's a little a little weird but then I saw after the fact Eddie Hall like made a hype video for Iron Bibby to like you know like wish him luck mm-hmm. <laughs> in breaking the record <laughs> at Giants it. Live so like yeah it was pretty and it like it was like Eddie Hall saying like oh I hope he does it that'd be awesome yeah. for Iron Bibby strongest man in Africa yeah and then it like went to like this montage of iron baby training in the rain (laughs) and like eating like and shit and it was just pretty fucking cool so you know that guy i mean his stats say he's like 400 pounds but he's definitely more like 200 he's huge at least his upper so thick his upper body his triceps his shoulders yeah and and so he was like winning the event easily and he like trained his bicep 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He so didn't he, end up. He, he ended up placing third in the yeah. total competition. He strained his bicep somehow, unfortunately. So hopefully, he recovers quickly. Yeah, Novikov um, won, yeah. which is not a surprise. But someone else injured their bicep, and I don't think they're going to be recovering as quickly. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> yeah. of Eddie Hall, Eddie Hall, yeah, good segue, dude. dude. We've been talking about this boxing match since episode one. Yeah, Fucking well, like half Thor. I don't know anything about Eddie boxing, Hall. but I've never seen anybody tear their bicep throwing a hook. Yeah, and there was video know. of it. It's like the one. It's like one of the one of the reasons I don't want to gas. I don't gas. Is he just dried out? Just fucking shit just starts popping off. Throwing a fucking. He's like, I threw a lazy hook and it just went. And I'm like, it, what it been like does that mean? When he was like caught, he like he. First of all, Eddie Hall's training looks like absolute dog shit. Guy does not. His technique is pretty bad. Yeah, and this is coming from some fucking dweeb. You know, behind a microphone. Yeah, but but like you like to watch fights, so I, I do. I do. You know, I do like to watch boxing and UFC and all that shit. And I have done some of that. But yeah, Eddie Hall actually his training looks so much worse than Half Thor's. To be honest, like Half Thor's training looks semi all right, but Eddie Hall just looks like kind of a moron when he's training. And I don't know how you tear a bicep throwing a hook. Like you, you're cocking back, maybe, you know, and then. He like threw it and immediately grabbed his arm, and then he started just punching the fucking, you know. Well, I guess a hook is kind of it's kind of like a fly. So yeah. like you know if you're if you're straining that that like peck to bicep thing, I guess I've never seen it, but I guess it could happen. Yeah, but well, anyway, the fight I mean, the fight's off, right? Well, the fight's off, but Thor is like we'll find a replacement. So Thor still wants to fight in Vegas. As like obviously it was the main event or whatever mm-hmm. this core sports thing is, and so they're trying to find him a replacement. Yeah, I wonder like what's in their contract. Like if someone gets hurt, like do they get fucked? Like are they still guaranteed some think, money? They probably yeah. have a. They are probably guaranteed like a portion of the purse. You know. Yeah, I think Thor will still get money. I think Eddie Hall. The, t- the box office, the box office sales, the pay per view sales or whatever. They probably got a, yeah. a cut. But there, I think probably Eddie Hall might still get some money, but like. Um, Whoever the replacement is, they get dog shit money. I know that from UFC. Like, the replacements get, like, fucking dick. Yeah. Um, But, like, I don't know, man. It's just, it was going to be a bad fight already. But I really was wishing it would be one of two people that replace him. And it's going to be neither. They'll find some. First, let me tell you who who they should actually do if they want it to sell. Go ahead. One of the Paul brothers, dude. Oh, you yeah. One of like Jake Paul or Logan Paul. Fight Thor. Yeah. And I think they'd, they'd probably f- beat his ass. They'd fucking mop the floor with him too. Yeah. But like Eddie Hall versus Thor, we all knew it was gonna be an awful fight. It was gonna be like if no one knocked each other out in the first like fucking round, then it would just be like a sweaty hug fest with like awful technique and just like painful to watch. But if Thor fought like Logan Paul and like Either he beat Logan Paul or got knocked the fuck out. Like, it would be so much, probably so much more entertaining. Yeah. But I don't think that's going to happen. It would be sick. I think it, it has could, to be a bigger, I think it has to be someone who's classified as a heavyweight, though. I mean, I know, like, Mayweather fought Mayweather's people tiny. that are bigger. No, I'm just saying, I know well, these fights uh, happen. I think the Pauls are heavyweight. Oh, really? Maybe. Yeah, I guess they're big dudes. They're, like, 200, uh, maybe not, like, 180, one, I don't know. I think I think that would actually sell a lot and make a lot of sense if they yeah. want to make money. Well, I want to see Butterbean <laughs> whoop Thor's dude, ass. Butterbean's like seventy years old, dude. Dude, he was fighting like last year. Really? Fine. 
Yeah, he's good. He might be in his. He might be fifty, but he's yeah, still he going. Be. I mean, Mike Iron Mike was fighting. Do he's like fifty something, fifty five. I remember when he. Oh, that's true. That's true. Iron Mike's and you know he's taking shrooms. He's in great shape. Yeah, him versus like a boxer like Butterbean would be sick. But why not throw Iron Mike in there? Oh, Iron Mike would kill him though. Literally, Butterbean would kill him. Yeah. Any like, I I I don't know. I maybe I should give Thor more credit, but I'm not gonna until I see it. All right. Well, what I posted, who should be. The actual replacement, which they would never do. No one can even find this man. It's Kyriokas Grizzly. Grizzly. <laughs> you sent like a meme and like, it, like I saw it. I was like, dude, that would be fucking hilarious. That would be great. Yeah. I don't know if like he's become a meme. So more people know who he is, but like. So I did some digging on this. So he's got, you know, 25,000 followers on Instagram. Okay. But. I found out it's not him. He doesn't know what Instagram is. Someone oh, asked. Really? So, so someone's some, just posting for him. Someone's posting as him. And they're literally like, you know, because of like the generation of like 16 to 22 year old kids, they're like, oh, our bloat Lord, we worship you. Like, they're yeah. like, you have to live it. And they're all doing the Zercher shrugs and shit. <laughs> so yeah. like um, yeah. if, if people think it's him, know. but it's not him. If our listeners don't know, but like you'll probably recognize him as like that like fat bald guy that just shrugs. He's Greek. Yeah, he's Greek. He just sh- he he zercher shrugs like a thousand pounds and moves it like an inch. He does those forearm curls behind his butt. He does yeah. like little half squat good morning things. But yeah, you know, okay. So the the story with him is is he definitely has a Facebook and people discovered him because he was posting on Facebook. Including me, which I tagged him in a post once and he blocked me because I wanted <laughs> I wanted to see Dude, him and Robert so Wilkerson do like odd lifting. Grizz but, blocked you back in the day. Grizz blocked me. Damn, dude. But in 2011, he started a YouTube. So the YouTube that posts his training videos that everybody's watching is actually him. But a fellow YouTuber, this guy who covers Strongman, um... So Kariokas is famous for a couple things. First of all, he's 212 kilos, and there's a video of him walking onto a scale, and it just says full as the <laughs> error, and, like, people love that. He's famous for the odd lifting, and he's famous for never speaking. He only yelled. He, there's no video of him saying words. <laughs> but this strength YouTuber, to prove that he actually talked to Kariokas Grizzly, um, had Grizzly say into the camera, like, subscribe to... Um, so so strong man or whatever like whatever the youtube channel was yeah. and he told that guy that the instagram isn't him he doesn't know what instagram is so that's why i know that it's true that's that so funny grizzly dude. doesn't have that grizzly's not running that instagram dude so what did you post that like he that like he blocked you i said i want to see karaoke's versus robert wilkerson in a weight jiggling world championship the and weight jiggling it. world championship I Robert mean, he Wilkerson would win. Was, He'd win the weight jiggling. He'd win. He's the greatest. He's the greatest at jiggling weight there's ever, this world's ever so seen. So he's 212 kilos. And, you know, I was watching this video about him where I found out that the Instagram isn't him. But also, like, it was like, it was like giving him props. Like, okay, he's 212 kilos. He can do pull-ups. He can muscle snatch, like, 150 keys for, like, sets of five, which is really fucking hard to do. And, like, there's videos of him doing, there's videos of him squatting 705 for five, like, three inches high. No knee sleeves, like, no belt or anything. 
And then there's also the videos of him doing the stupid, stupid Jiggles. shit. But like he, they're saying this guy is actually really strong. But also why I think he should fight Thor is because there's videos of him like hitting bags and hitting, part, you know, his part, training partners holding pads. He yeah. throws a fucking hard punch. I just don't think he can ever fight in like a fighting setting. But he can punch hard. I want to see it. I want to see it, dude. But so like he he takes himself really seriously. He doesn't realize. Like, He's yeah, people calling him bloat lord and shit. Like, he doesn't know people are doing that on Instagram, like, worshiping him. And there's, like, a Reddit page for him. And, oh, my bloat lord, like, uh, I'm at your service and shit like that. Like, people, like, he doesn't know that. Poor guy doesn't realize he's a joke. He doesn't realize that he is a joke. He just, uh, you know, like, he just likes to train. I think people in his town, like, take him seriously. And, and he's, like, a legend there. Like, rem- you remember Vi from Northeastern Powerlifting, like, our Greek yeah. exchange student. He was, like, scared to tell me, like, anything about Kyriokas because he didn't want people to... He didn't want to he get didn't back. He didn't want to get it back that he was shit-talking Kyriokas. Like, he wasn't what a real he strength athlete. He was basically like, yeah, the whole thing's a joke. Like, all his people around him are yes-men, and they just worship him. But, like, he's not a... He, he's never, he doesn't compete. He doesn't compete in strongman. He doesn't compete in powerlifting. He just does all these odd things. Why doesn't he compete? I don't know, because he, sh- he, he should. He can do pull-ups at 212. I'm assuming he can deadlift a lot. He just doesn't compete. Love to see it. Love to see it. <sighs> Kyriokas is a mystery, dude. So do, after looking into him more, do you, like, respect him more? Or? After seeing that video, and there's a video, of the muscle snatches, that was crazy. I, I do res- And I can't do pull-ups, and I'm, you know, 165 kilos. Yeah. So, and he's not, like, he does legitimate pull-ups. Yeah, well, didn't Ray Williams do pull-ups? Ray Williams did a set of 10 of pull-ups at 400 That's pounds. That's fucking crazy. Jesus Oliveras does pull-ups. Yeah. I think I'm not I'm not making excuse for myself. I'm a longer person. I think if you if you are that size and you have shorter levers that you have a better chance of being able to perform a pull-up. But I'll I dude, it's yeah. so hard for me to like I used to be able to do them when I was 150 kilos, yeah. but once I got gained that last 15 yeah. you know, 17 well, keys, mean, it's just just can't do them anymore. You ain't you ain't got the raw strength of Ray Williams or Hayes. No, I need some type of gear. <laughs> you need you need like powerlifting gear. Yeah, you yeah, need a gear. reverse slingshot or something. I do respect Grizzly a little more, but it's just disappointing. Now he's forty six. Like, when is he gonna fucking compete? Do something. Ever. He's got to set a world record in Greece or something. Now that you can do that in your gym, I, I he guess should. he probably has the jiggle record. Like that, should, they should put that on ESPN three. Forum curl world <laughs> record. <laughs> fucking Zercher shrug world record, but he's literally got these eighteen-year-olds doing Zercher shrugs with four hundred pounds that are worshiping him, and he doesn't even know it. Dude, maybe we should do those. Maybe <laughs> we should start doing Zercher shrugs. I've been shrugging. Do you think you I should shrug? Let's try it. Let's, let's see that's, who can. Let's, let's see how. Try let's max out Zercher shrugs and see what we can do. All right. If um, our listeners are out there, you know, and you hurt yourself, max out Zercher shrugs. I'm doing mine seated like Grizzly, though. Yeah, don't blame us. But, you know, maybe you should just max those out and tag us, and we'll repost you on <laughs> not the Spicy PL Instagram because you don't have one. <laughs> on our personal pages. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. If someone wants to run the Spicy PL in- Instagram. Yeah, we're willing to give up the reins if you're funny and creative. We'll, we'll give you, like, a jug of nitrous. <laughs> Yeah, we can't pay you. <laughs> we don't even make money. <laughs> well, we get paid in nitrous. Actually, you know what? Quest actually bought this new piece of equipment for us. They they gave us 
You know? Yeah, this is our first podcast on the roadie caster. So someone let us know how we're doing. Yeah. So, I mean, we covered some fun topics, some current events, but there's one there's one topic that's been weighing heavy on the hearts of Are USAPL <laughs> lifters yeah. all around. And I think we have to address this one. Yeah, it's one of the recurring topics that we yeah. have that always comes up in our in our one v one podcast. We did an emergency four man quad pod with Scott Dobbins and Ian, like I don't know, a few months, a few ago. months ago, and we basically were like all April. doom and gloom, like this shit's bad. And then like it simmered down after nationals. Like Larry was supposed to go to a negotiation, uh, but you know the most recent stuff coming out is basically a letter um from the ipf to the usapl <laughs> that the usapl sent out to all their members in the in the newsletter um basically saying uh we're going to the uh the what, the doping com- the hearing doping hearing committee, committee or something and uh basically citing all the things that you know we've been as an organization uh all these rules we've been breaking about like doing our own testing and not, not water approved. And basically they're, they're saying they're sick of our shit and we're probably going to get suspended. So like, yeah, we've been talking about this for a long time and it seems like, you know, it's one of those things that's like the longer it goes on, maybe nothing ever happens. It's just all posturing and political shit. But yeah. what I really think is it takes a long time for these things to come to a conclusion. Yeah. And just the timing of what this conclusion is going to be is going to be really bad. That's what it seems like because what USAPL was saying in the update was that they established this doping hearing commission mm-hmm. and it's one person that they've nominated. So it's basically like a, an inside job. The judge, jury, and, and executioner. They've recommended <laughs> to this person. single person <clears throat> that USAPL be suspended and fined due to the fact that we uh, have kept – um, doing unauthorized tests, non-third-party tests, um, after a certain point where we are supposed to um, either cease and desist doing that and report all unauthorized testing, which not, none of that has happened. USAPL has done nothing except just kind of like rebuke what they're saying and mm-hmm. put you know say our stance on testing. And um, but one of the issues is that we post all those test results online. Everybody knows all USAPL lifters know about the, the drug testing database. You can see how people popped me and Alex have gone over it before and made fun of people. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's pretty dumb because you, you don't have to put those, you don't have to make those public information, yeah, but uh, USAPL sure. is able to download the spreadsheet and, and see every single on like quote unquote, unauthorized tests we've done since the cease and desist was issued right so being suspended means we won't be able to compete internationally and being fined means we'll probably be suspended for a long time because i don't foresee usapl ever saying okay we'll just pay the fine that's not something i think that our leadership um like is just gonna do yeah so I think a lot of people were like, oh, it doesn't matter. And there were rumors like, oh, some will just start another Fed, a paper Fed, and nominate our athletes. Because, you know, like the USIPL is a big Fed, but there are countries that compete um, at IPF Worlds mm-hmm. that their federation is just literally a piece of paper and they don't even have a nationals and they nominate athletes. And I've, I've seen shit that makes me think that IPF Worlds 
is some athletes first meet. Yeah. So uh, lifters from Africa and the Middle East and countries that IPF is really trying to get in. Yeah. Um, let them just do whatever. So you can be water, you can be water compliant without ever doing a drug test. Yeah. <clears throat> and so, you know, I think number one is people thought that someone would be able to start a new federation and nominate athletes. And so I found out that that's not true. Ain't, ain't going to happen in the IPF charter. Only one federation is allowed to represent each member nation at a time. So, if the USAPL is suspended, they're still a they're still the federation representing our, uh, the U.S. So yeah, unless uh, the USAPL was like completely withdraws, fuck it, we're out of the IPF. Yeah, like, which I don't think will happen. But like, it still probably wouldn't leave enough time for even that paper fed to get up and running to get lifters this year. Yeah. So like, you know, assuming that this one person assigned to dealing out the judgment on the USAPL case <laughs> suspends us, which they basically are saying they're going to, it's going to happen. Soon. If that happens, it's not looking good for the lifters. Um, in the, in the newsletter coming out from, from Larry that basically had this letter from the IPF attached to it, explaining our case, explaining how we are trying to negotiate, how we're trying to split off the WADA testing to the higher level athletes that are actually going to compete internationally and still have testing for our local meets for local lifters that are not, you know, just to ensure a clean platform that not even going to go anywhere, um, internationally, um, explaining all that. (laughs) They said at the end of that letter, you know, if you are nominated for any world competitions, make sure you book, you know, refundable Refundable travel, travel accommodations, all that stuff. It's not a good sign. I think people got excited because like the raw world, nominations went final yeah. but i don't think that means that they'll let you lift if your federation gets suspended between now and the competition so that's just a big for lifters who pay most their own way or get even individual sponsorships we're not sponsored directly by our federation at all like uh most athletes we compete against are it really fucks you you know your sponsors money really or your money and your time you know europeans it's not the same they don't work at places where like you know you need to put in your vacation time and shit yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Europeans just don't really work that much. And so what do you like think, that. what do you think the odds of the U S having lifters at raw worlds is, is it any different? Raw worlds. You think they I mean, might be able sooner. to skirt in there? Yeah. Maybe like 25% where equipped worlds I'm putting did, it at 10%. Did they say what? Uh, what, no, what, what? They didn't say when they didn't say when. So you say there's a 25% chance. Yeah, I'm just saying because shit takes so much time. Yeah. Maybe they sit on their sit on their dicks for like a month or two and then they yeah. have to let them lift in October. And maybe they like, you know, want the USA lifters at Worlds more than they really give a shit about equipped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like more publicity and stuff. Yeah. But you're saying you think there's a, a 10% chance that you get to go to Worlds? For equipped, yeah. I mean, I know people are trying to say, well, if we're going to be suspended, can the suspension start? you know, January 1st, 2022, and then we'll we'll figure it out from there. Or is there a small chance the USAPL is like, okay, we just need to comply and then negotiate further from there? Like, I don't think that's going to happen, but, again, nothing is at 0% chance. So yeah. that's why I'm putting it at 10%, but it's not good. So that's not good. But I think, you know, I look at it, and I've said my piece about, like, I do think the drug testing in the U.S. needs to be improved because I don't like how there is no third party, and it's just – 
rules are broken all the time. And I gave examples of that in the mm-hmm. pod. We don't have to talk yeah, about yeah, yeah. that. But I think I can see the issue. I can see the issues with both sides. The issue with the IPF side is that, number one, WADA doesn't guarantee a clean playing field. For any sport in the world, yep. it just doesn't work. It's broken. Just yeah, just look at <laughs> look at like these Olympic sports. Yeah, it's, it's all bad. Not clean, right? And number two is USA can be compliant by doing what they're doing for national events and up, which we've been doing the third party testing since collegiates, I think, but just canceling all local drug testing. So not drug testing local at all, right? That is compliant. Whereas it's not compliant to do third-party testing for all our national events and higher and doing any type of testing that isn't WADA test at local events. So I think that in principle is why the USA pill is not going to budge because that just sound when you say it just sounds so dumb. We're getting penalized for doing more testing of local level lifters that are not going to compete at worlds really. And all of our, world's athletes like how long you guys have been getting WADA tests like at yeah, the Adams yeah. the the like out of meat test so like they started how long has that been going on so like in 2015 they started doing yeah. WADA te- WADA panels WADA lab tests but not third party okay like USAPL drug testing officers were still doing them okay so or they hired their own third party but it was actually just like a shell business that the old USAPL head of drug testing, this guy, Jack Marcus, started a company, and then USAPL had a contract with that company. So then he was no longer part of USAPL. He was his own company, and he came to all the meets of drug testing. I remember, like, 2016 yeah. Raw Nats, they were trying to do 10%, and there was, you know, a 1,000 lifters, and he was just sitting there at a desk with one employee, and they were just, like, bogged down the entire day, just trying to imagine doing a hundred WADA tests. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. they did start doing WADA tests, but that those aren't, like, approved water tests that are done by USADA or CES. Okay. So that's been a problem. I mean, it's still, you're doing a water test and it's the whole fancy test, so, but so, it's, so it's still someone the, you know giving till, you the test. That was all the way up till collegiate? I think 2020, maybe, yeah, I think 2020 where they started doing, third no, 2021, party. they started doing third party for all nationals. Yeah. But testing, you know, testing yeah. frequency went down. Yeah, and there's no, I mean, like, so on one hand, like, you want to have, like USAPL wants to have some say as to like who the tests are going to. Yeah. They want to have knowledge of the TUEs. Um, I think under WADA, there's like the questions of like basically following all the rules for like, I think, is it like TRT and like stuff like that or not? T- like you won't really know anything if someone gets it. It's not TRT. Not they're TRT. worried about the, the tra- so trans lifters. They're worried about the trans, trans lifting TU, can take TU, um, TUEs that then USAPL wouldn't have access to that information. Yeah. So like trans lifters would be able to take things yeah, if hormones. they have TUEs. Um, and USAPL's stance is no hormones yeah. allowed for any reason. Yeah. But. Um, and, yeah. And we've, we've talked about this a few times, but just like, yeah, to, to be able to do the third party testing on the scale that we do, even for local meets is first of all, impossible. And second of all, uh, going to be ridiculously. Expensive. So just to, ex- yeah, it sucks. But just to expand on what we were talking about, like how, um, doing no local testing would make us compliant. Yeah. Which doesn't <laughs> make sense. To expand on that, I think USAPL attempted to offer a solution where they would have a different federation that uh, is responsible for all local level competition, so state and below, and I think all regional and nationals and above would be USAPL. But the USA, 
you know, the USAPL reject. I mean, okay. IPF rejected that because basically, like Larry would still like the the same EC and leadership would be running that Fed. It'd just be like a paper Fed. I think it would have to be, you know. So what I've heard is that it would have to be completely different leadership. So different EC, different president, different bank accounts, shit like that. And I just think that USAPL isn't going to give up that control yeah. so easily. Yeah. Yeah, and and like I get bullshit. why because yeah. like five years down the road that that Fed can just yeah, break off. ties with USAPL if it's yeah. if it's if it's po- politically and financially completely separate. Yeah, um, and we so it's want, just risky. We don't want more fractured yeah, federations and bullshit. And that like, was like a band aid solution, I think. Yeah, to get us to be able to lift this year, but so, it's not going to happen. Yeah, so there's a pretty hard line in the sand, and uh, I mean, I don't think. I don't think the USAPL is backing down, and it looks like the IPF isn't yeah. backing down either. So, so not looking good. So, like I said, I see the problems with with uh, I see why USAPL is is uh, fighting back because it doesn't make sense the stance from IPF and WADA how no local testing is compliant, but local test the local testing we're currently doing isn't. Um, and then I see the problems. I see why. Uh, all the in, there are international lifters that I respect, like Tony Cliff, and mm-hmm. um, you know, notably, I saw Tony Cliff commenting on it. And there's other people too, Norwegians and Canadians, who I I think those three countries are kind of like at the head of the table for clean platforms and trying to police their own athletes um, above and beyond what's required, which is nothing. Um, but they're they're saying, why can't USAPL just comply? Like this doesn't make sense, right? And I get that. I get that we need to do third-party testing. So I get why they're coming after us like this because we can't keep doing non-third-party testing. It's kind of bullshit. So there are problems on both sides that needs to be figured out. And it all comes down to that WADA sucks, WADA's corrupt. And if WADA was better, I think we'd be like, oh, of course, it makes sense. Let's be WADA compliant. But WADA's not the solution. So I don't know if this gets worked out in any um time frame soon and again i think there's gonna be too much of a political wall for if we do get suspended if and when for us to be allowed to compete internationally in 2021 which then means you know two years in a row no raw world champions from the u.s which sucks one one year lost to covid one year lost to this political bullshit and then you know two years for the equip lifters and also like no world games for our equip lifters which I think, you know, there's many equipmenters in the U.S. much better than me who are definitely going to qualify, you know. Mm-hmm. I wasn't, you know, banking on it either way. I was going to try. And, you know, since I've done one already, I'm in a unique position where I won't be so heartbroken. You know, obviously I'll be upset. I, like, live a lot of my life for the sport. But I feel really bad for other athletes. Um, yeah. You know, I'll be able to get over it. But, uh, you know, it sucks. So, I don't, we're not, we're not here to report any good news, but, uh, we have a lot of inside information and we shared as much as we can with you without, and there are things we were told not to share. So, you know, maybe in the future, but not now. Yeah. Sucks, man. We can end on a, we can end the pod on a better note. I got some, um, I got some inside shit talk information from Europeans. Oh yeah. I haven't even shared this with you. One of our, one of our listeners from Norway. I'm not going to let the people know who it is because this is some juicy information. Um, Rogue sponsored European championships, which is going on like right now as we speak. 
and Julian Johansson is lifting this weekend. And I'm curious to see how he does, and obviously if he deadlifts the world record. And so we'll probably talk about that later. But Rogue sponsored it, so it's all Rogue equipment on the platform for Europeans, which I just think is odd. They must have threw a lot of money at it to not have a Lyco at Europeans. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So Rogue's there, and uh, lightweight girls are going first. And let's just say the rack wasn't really working out for them. Like, like the bench was, like, too high for most of the girls. The safeties weren't able to go low enough that they can bench because they're so yeah. thin. It was some really weird stuff. Shit. And they were saying they were trying to, they were trying to cut the, the safeties or they were trying to make it a Lyco bench fit inside the rack. It was huh. fucking weird. And eventually something got figured out. I think, I don't know what they did. I think they might've done, but allegedly, so this person asked me, Hey, you guys have used the world, the rogue rack before. I'm like, yeah, I did the Arnold and like, Kimmy Johnson lifted on the rogue rack and Meg Scan lifted. And I, the only problem I saw was the pipes are too thick. And I didn't like that yeah, for yeah. squat. And Blaine got almost fucking, yeah. Blaine almost got killed. Blaine was too big for the safeties. They didn't go high enough. So, so, his body so I was like, I've never heard of this issue with lightweight lifters before. Like actually the, the USAPL lifters here, they want the rack. They fucking want the rack because the bench pad, they want it. They're, even though it's a piece of shit rack. He was like, yeah, so the word is that Rogue made like a lighter version because another criticism of, criticism of it was it was too big and heavy, too clunky. Yeah. So there's like supposedly a new and improved version of the rack, but I think they didn't really. It's funny. I, I just that think that they too. don't test it well. Dude, what? <laughs> let's, let's test out our brand new sh- prototype in a competition yeah. where someone could die. That's yeah. a good idea. Yeah. So the just fuck? a little fun fact for everybody out there. Maybe there be uh, new rogue racks at yeah. USAPL Nationals I mean, in the future or something. We used them in 2019 at the Arnold and at Equip Nationals. Um, maybe they'll come back, but the shit's still fucked up, and I just think it's so funny when wow. it's like the Inzer Bolt. Like how, like, how can the company just keep fucking up something that could be cool, you know? I don't know, man. Smooth <laughs> brains everywhere. <laughs> It seems it's it seems like it should be easier, but Rogue's making so much money selling fucking plates and CrossFit yeah, equipment. Why, why even try to make the rack? Just fucking cancel the whole rack. Yeah, and sell bumpers and bars. Yeah, damn man, that's that's some juicy shit. That's good. Yeah, it's good. It's a good little uh, good little tidbit from the pod, and I always laugh when um, people send me voice messages on Instagram, and they say, you know, you said you answer all your messages. I was like, I still do. So uh, our listeners are always messaging us, and yeah, uh, we got I think ears. It's great. I we got love ears and eyes all over the strength know, sports game. We love the interna- international um, conversations. People always apologize, like, "Oh, I'm sorry, my, like this guy did," and people do all the time, like, "I'm sorry, my English isn't good. Like, you speak better English than I do. I'm a fucking idiot." <laughs> yeah, dude, you probably have a better vocabulary than yeah, both of us combined. Yeah. The Norwegians are like <laughs> way more well spoken in English than we ever will be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like, is it like Ry- Ryuki, like interviewing people in Japan? Where, you know, I, I'm really glad with uh, the international reach of this podcast. It's just, you know. Yeah, it's, it's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. We so love, we appreciate. Love it. I'm not going to shout you out because I don't want you to be. Uh, pinpointed for Tarnished. leaking the information that got, came from europeans but we got a lot of targets it. we got a lot of targets on our backs <laughs> we'll uh 
We'll shield you yeah. from the. <laughs> we got you, man. I'm getting blocked on. Oh, Facebook and I don't know. Grizzly. I don't know if we're gonna be sending um, nitrous overseas. Why? So, I mean, you think? I guess we could. Everybody's eligible. Oh yeah, I guess we have to pay for the shipping. We gotta pay for the <laughs> shipping, dude. Yeah, all right, dude. You're, this podcast costs us more money than it's made us. We're getting there, man. We, we do got it for the, the sick love. equipment. We got boxes of nitrous. It's fun. We're just sitting in this swampy basement. We're having a great time. We're getting Slinging. some. We're getting some Titan equipment. So, oh, that's I, true. We're getting some knee sleeves. I think it's gonna turn around, man. I noticed that a lot of the popular podcasts, like they got popular, like they, you know, they had already crossed a hundred episodes. Like I think yeah. we're still, even though it's a long burn, it's been a year. I think we're still building our street grid out there. Yeah, we should probably make a Instagram or something. Yeah, Sam Calhoun started listening. She messaged me. Oh, Sam's awesome. I mean, that's fucking legit. If yeah. Sam Calhoun's listening, mm-hmm. I'm excited about well, if that. Dan Bell listens. I mean, yeah. I thought after I I thought the Dan Bell episode was gonna take us to the moon. Yeah, and there's no reason it shouldn't have. It's still, in my opinion, the greatest powerlifting podcast yeah. single episode ever done by anybody. It was just. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. That's that's how confident I am. And in, in our interview with Dan Balf, because we like prepared for that and made sure to ask him the stupidest questions. And this good. because he's so honest, it just yeah. came out so good. Yeah, he's on some other podcasts, but I think I think the one with us was probably dude. His I, best, I mean, his we were with work. him in Daytona. I was like, you realize that we did a way better interview of you than than Hack and Andy did. And Hack and Andy were right there at the bar. He was like, oh, yeah, you guys are way... Like, <laughs> because we're way... It's like, <laughs> Hack and Andy, like, Hack's a weirdo. Yo, I gotta ask you... Well, maybe we shouldn't. Never <laughs> no, mind. No, no, no. No, <laughs> no, no, no. no, no. <laughs> All right, let's end this podcast. <laughs> anyway, if you like our podcast, share it with your friends, okay? We, uh, you know, we're happy with... Uh, we're happy with our our group of fans and how it's been going, yeah. and our streams are good. But we need to we need yeah. to get up and get up. You know, maybe we do need to start an Instagram. Hit us up if you're interested yeah. in helping us out with you that. Need, you need to stroke our egos because I'm moving out of this house next week, and so Joe's gonna have to come over to my place to do the podcast. So you got to stroke our egos. And it's and an hour us, away. Make us feel like we're reaching, reaching you. Yeah, make make we're touching. I, Touching your little power. Make sure uh, it's worth my gas money. Yeah. <laughs> but we're also going to, we're going to, our plan is to do the podcast on the weekends and then um, go gamble at a nearby yeah. casino. So it might be a profitable, yeah. a profitable thing. Yeah. I mean, we're going to, I live, uh, I'm going to be living 10 minutes from New Hampshire. I'm still in Massachusetts and uh, there's a poker room like, t- like 10 minutes away. And so. You know, Joe's going to come over and maybe try his luck at the poker room, build his skills up. So if you want to play poker with Joe, you know, up in Nashua, New Hampshire, just hit him up, you know. We'll do a poker meetup. We, <laughs> we'll meet you and play. If you play wanna, some, if you I'll play take, some 2-5. Yeah, I'll, I'll play, play some 1-3 or 1-2. If, sh- if someone is actually going to come, you know, they play poker or something, want to try to take our money, you know. We'll meet up with you. Yeah, I think that's ambitious. We gotta we gotta test out this theory that I'll come over do the podcast and then we'll gamble. Yeah, you better start getting good at poker because then if you can actually make money, then it'll be worth it. I want to play more. Yeah, me too. I think we're I think we're decent players, but we just lack the live experience. We? How many? How many? How many uh, I, when's I, the last time you played live poker? I, I love playing live poker, man. I'm sick. <laughs> when's the last time you played it in a, a poker in a casino? In a casino, not blackjack. 
Uh, yeah, all of our blackjack hours. I mean, you, you, you and Luis have the most. But it was probably, it was probably like half a, year, half a year ago. Yeah. yeah. So, dude, poker in New Jersey, like, there's no like legal poker rooms in Long Island. Like, I have a cousin that plays home games. Home games. Yeah. And uh, in Long on Long Island, and like, it's a pretty crazy world because it's all underground. Yeah. It's like you go in there and like these places sometimes they get robbed. Sometimes they get raided by the cops. Like that scene in The Sopranos. Where yeah. The, the it, it's in Long Island, but like a lot of the times it's like retired cops yeah. or like active cops that are like running it. And they uh, make so much money. Just um, on the rake. Just on the rake that they'll like, if they're up and running for a few months, they'll like, they'll be fine. They'll, they'll like factor in getting shut down. Yeah. I mean, those are big games. I don't know if we're, I mean, you, you might dabble, but I don't like playing big games. No, no, it's fun though. It's fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's fun the characters you meet playing poker. What are the stakes? Um, five. So, so, yeah, I don't think they're that crazy. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think they they have one two tables. Yeah, some of the home game. games. <laughs> you want to run a game? We shouldn't yeah. talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> We're not gonna run a game. No. <laughs> too much shit going on. I mean, half the shit we say is bullshit, or I guess just our opinion. You know, if you get offended by anything we say on the podcast, you know. We're not trying to defame anybody. We're just talking shit, okay? If you can't take a joke, I'm not gonna say anything. You're a little bitch. Yeah, if you got a bone to pick, you can just message me and like, you know, uh, I'm cool with six pack Labadat now. Dude, we talk he actually, shit. He actually had the nuts to like just say what up, and I actually sent him a, I sent him a lift from Europeans the other day, and he posted yeah. it at that 47 kilo girl who like squatted oh, 400. Oh. You sent him that? I sent yeah, him that. That's yeah. sick. Yeah, no, we shit on that guy like relentlessly. And like he was cool about it. And like now we love him. He's awesome. Yeah, if you got something to say, just say it. Well, I'll, I can own up to anything I've ever done. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, I've done a lot. <laughs> a lot of bad things. A lot of bad things. <laughs> All right, man. We're going to shut this one down. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Well, we don't have any plans for the next yeah. one. Comment. Comment if you want some nitrous or some branch chains, some strasberry or some orange rush. <laughs> we'll put something together for the next episode. Not sure if it's going to be a guest or the two of us right now. Yeah. We got about, we probably have one more podcast left in this gym with this beautiful yeah, manner one more. and this wet, wet room behind us. The so. wet room. Yeah. Did you see Taylor Atwood wasn't on the nominations? Yeah. I don't know why. That was weird. Let's let's, let's save something for the next next episode. Okay, I got. I don't I know. Just I, we didn't even prep for this. No, no. We never. I mean, we don't really prep. <laughs> but we did a little bit. Well, we we yeah, we did. We talk a little bit. You always go, hey, what are we gonna talk about? We I gotta go, talk don't worry. About I go, dude. don't worry about it, dude. I got plenty to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> I'm always nervous. We can't have any. I, I want to spice it up. You know, I want to make sure it's entertaining for you folks out there. Not All just right. fucking rumbling and rambling about fucking home game pokers and shit and Bitcoin. Oh. <laughs> Bitcoin. <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up. All you right, just brought up here. something out of the fucking ether. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we, you know, we get at, we get rid of the, the we get rid of the topics we want to talk about and then we can schmooze. You know. <laughs> yeah. All right, dude. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Share it with your friends. Comment on the YouTube. Strasberry. <laughs>